Welcome to Scoops. Mr. Lewis is in the studio today. Welcome back, sir. I am, I am. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, obviously we had to bring him in today for his takes, but also we're both mourning. Had to do, uh, had to have a wellness day Tuesday, first day back at the office. Uh, for the Cowboys, I mean, just whatever actually you want to say, embarrassing, disgusting, an abomination, that's my favorite one. <laughs> Expected to, I mean, at this point. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. I mean, I don't know. I always, be- I feel like I believe more than I should. I remember even saying, I said over this year, I'll never pick them to get to the conference championship round until I see it happen. But then they got the two seed, and I was like, I'm going to pick them. They're going to do it. And then, obviously, I should have known. I should have known. The two seed gave me hope because right. the path, the path was so there to make. I mean, to make the championship game at least. The Packers, we should obviously beat, and then it's the the Eagles or the Bucks because. Um, wait. It'll be the Lions. Lions. No, the Lions. The Lions. I guess I was, <laughs> my, my my hope originally was that the Rams would win because right, right. I thought the Rams are a pretty good team. They could go play Stanford and then we get one of those teams. But you're right. We get the Lions, which that, that'd be tougher, actually. So I, 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 guess, I guess my hope wasn't too high, but definitely higher than it was. Because I thought that if you told me – was it week three the Cowboys lost the Cardinals? Yeah, week three, yes, sir. What would be the outcome of the season? I would have told you. I wouldn't have said we would. I, I didn't think we would have gotten the second team. I would have said we would have made the playoffs, lost first round. Because that's just, that, that, that's, that's the team that that they look like. And then they then they play so well. Oh, they're, they're amazing. And then they play the 49ers, and you're like, oh, this team sucks. Right. Same story again until they play the Bills. Oh, this team sucks. So, so I will say they got my, they they were, on the, the swing of getting my hopes up, but I, I, I think deep down I knew that, that that that's who this team was. Well, and it's ironic because you just said because of those big losses, we probably should have seen it coming more. But my thing is, like, in previous years when the bubble burst, they, like, didn't really have any adversity all year. Like, 2016, Dax were they were 13-3, dominated the whole year, and you're like, you believe, but you're like, ah, you just don't know, but you got to believe. Whereas this year, like, they faced so much adversity in the season, and you're like, all right, like, they kind of got the, the – they got, like, the Jekyll and Hyde out of them. Like, they went through that and still got the two seed. So you got to think they'll, they'll like, keep it rolling, even though they proved that they were up and down during the season, so you shouldn't expect them to change. But it's just like, again, because they went through those ups and downs, you're like, all right, like, to come out of that with still the two seed, like, you have more good football ahead of you, you'll be okay. Obviously not. I mean, again, twenty-seven zero to start. The pick six was just god awful. Dak was terrible. I'm on. I'm on the fire. You guys know, listeners know, I like to fire a coach pretty early on. Mm-hmm. But I think in all like, cases, how State football, basketball, Mike McCarthy, get them all out of there. But in Dallas's case, Dan Quinn's got to go. Dak's got to go. McCarthy's got to go. We'll talk about that. But I just think you know, Dallas is the first team to win twelve straight games or twelve games three years in a row and not make a conference championship game. I mean, so it's like, yeah, that is impressive. And you want to make the playoffs, you do. But if you make the playoffs, especially with the Cowboys, and don't get past the divisional round, what does it really matter? If that's your ceiling, is that really a ceiling, like, worth fighting for? I would say no, but, you know, if they win four games next year because they blow it up, talk to me. But I still think, again, you can rebuild. NFL, you can rebuild quickly with the salary cap and the scheduling and things like that. You can rebuild quickly. You know what you're getting out of these guys, and it's not a winning team. But as you said off air, Mr. Lewis, Jerry Jones is the one constant. So as long as he's living and breathing and in charge, they're not going to get past the division round. And that's just that just sucks to say, but 
in any event, I still wanted those guys all gone because I just still they're they're just not they're not winners they're not winners. And again, Dallas's culture is not a winning culture. But I've seen enough of those guys to know that you know they did what they could, and you know you reached your peak under them, so they got to go. Yeah, I mean, if for my entire life the same thing happens year after year after year after year, well, what's what's the constant there? It's Jerry Jones. So you need to completely up in that culture. You need to Jerry needs to take a step back and out of it, which of course is never going to happen, right? While he's alive, so um, they, they, well, what what can we really hope for at this point? I mean, what what I hope is he bring in a coach like Harbaugh or Belichick, and I I don't even know how good. I mean, I know how I really wanted Harbaugh. How good of a coach Belichick is? Was he really was he carried by Brady? <laughs> was he not? I don't know. But at least he would bring in his own culture. He's he, he's not the type of guy who's just gonna go, oh, like what what do you want today, Jerry? Like I'll I'll go you know report re- report to the team for you. Like he's bringing in it's his team if he comes in there. Right. So somewhat like just something different, but is is so, you know gotta so, something's gotta gotta get the spark to get some real change here because it, it's the same thing every year. Right. Well, and as you said, like those two guys, if they were in charge fully, like would change things. But is that what Jerry wants? I mean, I, I you know I don't even know if he talked to any of them. I, you know, I don't know. But unfortunately, even though I, I would love that Belichick, I think again he is overrated. I think we've seen that the last few years. But he's still an excellent coach. You know, he struggled more on the GM side. But I think in terms of coaching X's nose, he's obviously one of the best of all time. That's probably say the best of all time, even though Brady gets more of the credit as he should. We've kind of seen that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, would Jerry even, again, would he even be willing to sacrifice some of that? Probably not. And that, that makes the whole thing moot because those guys aren't going to come if they don't have full control. Excuse me, as you said. So it's also like, what does it really matter? But, you know, I, I thought... You know, maybe there's a chance that because Jerry wants to win him before he, another one before he dies. Mm-hmm, sure, but I also like I don't know if he wants to do it on someone else's terms. Like I don't think he it would mean as much to him if he wins without getting the credit, and that's why they're not winning. And Belichick, even as GM, like I don't even think Belichick would fight for that because you know he might maybe he would I don't know. I mean, two guys with big egos, Belichick and Jerry Jones. But you know, Belichick has not proven to be that great of a GM. And Dallas has drafted. Well, I feel like when I was growing up, you know, bringing in like T.O. and things like that, like very questionable signings by Jerry Jones as GM. But now that Stephen Jones would have taken over, they scouted very, very well the last decade, really. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's 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 just the culture. It's the culture of just the flash and Jerry always speaking out like week, weekly radio shows and players go straight to the owner to talk and just kind of that cushion, like cushy, like entitlement and cushy, like, you know, there's not a lot of uh guys fearing for their jobs and things yeah in the nfl you got to have that man even today's day and age where players are a lot more coddled and and, you know softer in a lot of ways like you still have to know like you're there to do a job and you can't really have the owner you can't really have like players foresee the coach as powerless over them definitely and again we're like you said it's the one constant because the one constant because the coaches they have to go out and when jerry does his radio show every week and then so they get questions they have to answer for the owner so in order to do that you got to be you got to be a pawn right like that's like i i i don't know who would want to like what respectable coach when it come to dallas i mean i i get it because it'd be a great great for the resume to win with dallas but if you do then you got to come 
answer for Jerry and just play politics all the time and, you know, walk a tightrope and make sure that you're not pissing Jerry off, but you can't sound like you're too much of a puppet to and make sure the players will respect you. So that's, like, what, 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 what coach wants to do that? They just want to go and they want to win football games. Right, you're exactly right. Who would want to not have full control of the team, even as, you know, you're not GM, you know, knowing that you're the man in charge. And as you just said, I have to answer for the owners, just foolishness. You're exactly right. And the mm-hmm. sideshow, the sideshow. And yeah, Dan Quinn, I mean, again, I think he's a great DC. Obviously, he's had a few lapses over the last couple of years. But to be just totally unprepared for that scheme, and you know, Green Bay is a, Green Bay is opposite of Dallas, as much as I hate, as much as I hate them. Winning organization, had three quarterbacks for the last 30 plus years, no nonsense. They're publicly owned for Crowdell. They're yeah, like yeah. the exact opposite of Dallas. But I mean, Matt LaFleur, I think, proved himself this year, which I like to see someone succeed without Rodgers. Rodgers is a total tool. I like Jordan Love as well. But to go against the guy making his first career playoff start, they backed into the playoffs. They just lost to the Bucks a month earlier where Mayfield threw for like 350 yards, four touchdowns in Lambeau. And they just beat the Bears week before 17-9. Yeah, it was cold and rainy, but 17-9 against the Bears who were 7-10. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do that and then to come out flat like that and to give up 41 points, not counting the pick six, to get down 20-0, I mean – Again, I hope a team does hire Dan Quinn because good riddance because that's just terrible. I mean, they had no fire. They could not. They made no. Just guys were wide open. I mean, wide that's, open. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I didn't think there was any way. I would say no matter what happened in the game. Oh, we should fire Dan Quinn. But I mean, how if it's the first drive and that happens? Oh, they they ran a great play and they right. they got us in the scripted plays. Sure, the whole game. Whenever they threw it downfield, I'm like, oh. There's not going to be anyone down there. They run the guy to the right side or wherever it was, and it was just wide open the entire game. I, how does that happen? How do you not make adjustments? I mean, at the very least, at halftime, don't make adjustments. They were doing the same thing all game. So I agree. Dan Quinn needs to go. That that was just an embarrassment. And, yeah, say what you want about – you can blame Jerry all you want, but – <laughs> he didn't let up 48 points. He wasn't calling the plays there. So I, that, that's just – someone has to be responsible for that, and that's that's on Dan Quinn. So I hope someone hires him, but that was that was ridiculous. No, it was. And I think Dak – again, everybody deserves blame. No one played well. I mean, C.D. Lamb and Dak were off in the first series. But Dak – I hate to defend Dak right here because I've been saying Dak needs to go for a while because he shuts down at the beginning of every game – or not every, every game. He shuts down at the beginning of every – Big game, right, especially right. a playoff game. He gets clammy. He makes bad plays. He, he he's he's not made for the moment. But towards the end of the game, once even though it was garbage time, he was looking pretty good. He was playing really well. He still put up thirty two points, which is with the top five defense in the country. That should beat the Packers, right? Even if he comes out flat. I mean, they let 48 points. Yeah, but em- those are empty calories. Empty calorie stats. That's why I like Shannon Sharp. That's the funny thing he says. Empty calories. No, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, so, okay, they're playing their hardest. They still put up, you know, 24 points. So, you know, they, they, they still put up a respect. It's not like they only put up three points all game. But you can't spot the team at 20. Like, even they, Will, even if they're down 20 to zero. And I even thought... At church Sunday, I was thinking, not that I don't love during the sermon because I don't, but I was thinking, like, I could see Dallas starting slow and having to crawl their way back in, maybe get the ball, start the second half, down two scores, come back. So Dallas was down 20-0. to zero. Yeah, They could have driven down. Packers just missed the PAT. They could have driven down, cut it to 13, 
gone into halftime, got it back, cut it to six, right there, boom, right back in it. And I also thought they were going to. I was like, okay, being down 20 to zero, we're okay. Score here, you're fine. But then Dak just throws that back-breaking pick, and it was over. And the first pick was terrible, too. Alexander made a great play, but it was still a horrible pass by Dak. I agree. I agree. And I like that. It pains me so much to say that Dak is Romo 2.0 because I love Dak coming out. That 2016 Cowboys team was my favorite team of my life because I was like, no, no more Romo. They're fun to watch. And that was their best chance to win, obviously. They went 13-3, lost on those two fluke field goals. But Dak is who he is. He's just like Romo. He can't win the big one. He, he chokes the big games, as you just said. And, it, yeah, no one, no one played well in a game like that. But Dak was missing throws, two this back-breaking interceptions. I mean, you just can't you can't start a game off like that. And okay. he's a huge contract. Certainly they can't extend him. I don't know who would take him in a trade. But, hell, just go with Trey Lance. I mean, it, it, if Trey Lance can't play, first off, I, I thought he should have been drafted that high because he started like 10 games North Dakota State. But now at this point, I'm like, well, shit, if the guy is still in the league, how do we know he can't play? He started like two games. He, yeah, pro- exactly. he probably can't. I but, agree. like, we, don't, we can't really say that. The guy started two games. So... Like what you know, let's kind of see what happens. Try there. something out, right? Because clearly, I I honestly think that Dak would go another team. I think that the Cowboys, it's a lot of pressure. It's bright lights. It, it's it it's it's a lot of pressure playing for the Cowboys. But you go to a team like I don't know the Chargers, and it's a uh, it's dude. I mean, not that they would not that the Chargers take them. It's obviously a Justin right, Herbert, but right. just just a hypothetical <laughs> team where there's not as much pressure. You know if. If you win, great. If you don't, oh, well, that's that's kind of what was expected. Where it's not like Dallas, who's so hungry to win. It's like, you better win or else. So I I, I think, I mean, Dak feels that pressure. And so I, I think he shuts down. Because clearly he has the talent. Because during the season when he's playing some scrub NFC East team, I mean, against the Giants and the Redskins, he's looking like one of the best quarterbacks of all time, week in, week out. Right. And I mean, it's still an NFL team. It's not completely fraudulent. And yeah, they're not very good, but... He's a pretty good quarterback. He just isn't when you need him to be most. So, right. and that's a real issue, and that's that's a big enough issue where we got to say, hey, you know, good luck somewhere else. But that you, you got to figure it out somewhere else. It's not it's not going to be here. No, you're exactly right, and that's it's same, almost same with Ohio State, right? Like at, at places like Ohio State or the, with the Cowboys, again, you're obviously judged on championships and the biggest games, and like you know. It's great to beat up on those scrub teams. They're level teams, as you said, but that's not what you're judged on. Mm. And I think you're right. Like I said, the Broncos fan I was with Sunday, he was all like, oh, I'd kill for Dak. And again, I haven't been in the playoffs in eight years, so they probably would. But I'm like, shit, take him. And again, if Dallas gets rid of Dak and wins five games, I might change my tune. But A, you know, again, it's not that hard to rebuild in the NFL. You have one down here, you get a high draft pick, you know, get a new, a new coaching staff, things like that. You look at, look at Houston. Houston got the quarterback and the coach right, and they're playing the AFC Divisional round. Yeah. And now, does Dallas get a top two pick? Okay, maybe not. But that's the thing. It's like you you, you can't just – it's the same thing with Ryan Day and Ohio State. Like you can't keep somebody out of fear of like what could be worse when you have higher expectations than that and you know that you can achieve more. There are a ton of quarterbacks in this draft too. So – Exactly. Get rid of deck. Get a first-round pick. Get a guy like Michael Penix. I mean, yeah, he's had some injuries in his past. But, I mean, you saw that guy against Texas – in the championship game, he was real injured, and I mean, it was kind of concerning in the championship game. Cause he did lot. He did turn a stock there. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know was the was the moment too big for him, or was he really was he just hurt the whole game? Because I, but I don't think so. I don't think the lights were too bright because against Texas, he played. You know, it was one of the best games I've ever seen a college quarterback play. So, 
You're right. I mean, he looked You're right. really good. Give me, give me a guy like that in your team. And I don't, I don't know who it is. There are a ton of good quarterbacks this year. So take a chance on one. You have Trey Lance. Have him duke it out. And even Cooper Rush. Now, Cooper Rush, you can't start a guy like Cooper Rush if you get rid of a guy like Zeke because you need, you need, you need a ground-and-pound attack. Mm-hmm. And Tony Pollard obviously was not that. So another big mistake Dallas made is get rid of Zeke. But in any event, you can get a running back. So, but a guy like Cooper Rush is not the long-term answer. But as you said, draft a guy. You'll have Lance there, Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Rush went 4-1 as a starter. Now, not built to win long-term the way they were playing, but also he was only a backup then. And it was midseason. So if you, if you have, the, you know, if let's say they say Cooper Rush is going to start till the rookie's ready, you have all training camp, you build the offense around him, just see what happens. You know, like I said, even, even if you do crash and burn, yes, you're not going to beat your chest about going from the divisional round to five wins. You know, Dak doesn't have a lot of leverage to say that when your 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 ceiling is way higher than that and you're you're it's worth it to crash and burn for a couple of years in order to reach greater heights later on. Now it might not work out, but again, what choice do you have? You're going to go with Dak till he's at 16 years in the league and you're still in the same spot. I mean, that's just that's stupid to me. Yeah. That's stupid to me. And the problem is is that Jerry will never do that because Jerry, you know, the Cowboys need to be in the conversation, they need to be getting talked about all the time. That money needs to be coming in. Because Jerry, Jerry won't afford a embarrassment where the Cowboys win four games. They're not even an embarrassment, just... A down here. If the, if the Cowboys are an afterthought with the, you know, the commentators and just the league. It, Jerry, I, I feel like this is so true that Jerry would much rather have consistent playoff teams they're talked about than have, like a few down years to be a real, real contender. He, he just has proven that time and time again that he wants the Cowboys talked about. And if that means you're winning nine games, so be it. I mean, I do think he wants to win, obviously, but he's not going to win at all costs. No, you're exactly right. I think they've known that for, you know, since we want to old enough to be fans. It's like he doesn't care as much about winning and losing as he does the flash, being in the news, and being relevant. And you're exactly mm-hmm. right. And you just said, like, he'd much rather have this status quo of coming up short than the fear of being irrelevant or, you know, having to sacrifice a year or two of success for a rebuild. You're right. And that's, mm-hmm. again, I, playoffs are great. 12 wins is great. You know, there's nothing to sneeze at. But A, it's the Cowboys. And B, unless you're getting, winning championships or getting the Super Bowl or conference championship game in Dallas's case, what does it really matter? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's again, it, it's like nice, but you're not. You can't say that it's like not worth it to try something new when this is your ceiling. I agree. I couldn't agree more. So I unfortunately, wonder- they announced tonight that McCarthy's coming back. Which, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Same thing next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Remind me next next year at this time not to pick Dallas to win any playoff games. Yeah, I, I tell myself that every year, and I, it's no, it's no fun to be like that. It's like. You know, I hate being the the pessimist fan. Like, oh, you know, all, all hopes lost. Like, I, there's nothing good can possibly happen. But that's just no fun. But also, you know, we know it's going to happen. You got to look at reality. So. That's right. Yeah, reality, reality bites. Right. So, well, let me just say this again: sh- shitty week for Mister T. Obviously, Michigan winning. Cowboys win. I was going to root for the Lions. I really was. Even though, even if Dallas would have won, it would have helped out. As you said, if the Rams won, I was rooting for the Lions. But uh-huh. once Dallas lost, I was like, I can't have my Lions fans friends getting uh, like status over me. Plus, who would, who doesn't want another miserable streak can, to continue when your team's struggling? I, I was like, 
Sorry, Sorry. I didn't realize how miserable that streak was. 32, 32 years, years, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Second playoff win since 1957. Think about that. And I am happy for them. I think they, they've built their team the right way. But as a Dallas fan, I was like, well, shit, misery loves company. I don't even know how that's possible, honestly, because it's not that hard to build an NFL team. I mean, relatively, it's like, I mean, I feel like teams kind of, teams don't really go through down periods more than two years. I mean, am I, am I, am I wrong in that? That, you know, if, if, you're, if you're smart, you can build back up a team in two years without, right. you know, if, if, if you make some mistakes, maybe like three years. Like, like the Panthers, for them to get relevant again, it's probably going to take next season, Maybe the season after that to get some draft picks, get some free agents, whatever it may be. To go that long without ever winning a playoff game, it's like you just have to be making the wrong decisions time in and time out. And it's just it, – it's it's kind of, I mean, it should be studied how remarkable that is. That they're just so bad for so long. No, you're right. And I think that's one reason I love the miserable teams is because – in terms of hating on them is because, like, it is it's, – it's a special kind of bad to be, like, that dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. You just said, like, how can you be that inept – that you can't stumble into a playoff win more than once in 66 years, you know? But actually, I am running for Detroit this weekend because I want, like, so right now Dallas has the third longest streak in the NFC of not reaching a championship game. Detroit's the longest since 91, their last playoff win until this year. Washington's second longest since 92, their last Super Bowl. Dallas is third longest. I want Detroit to surpass Dallas because Dallas deserves that misery because of their ineptitude. With Jerry Jones. You're right. So I actually want Detroit to win, and I want Dallas' streak to become the second longest. And then the only teams that have not made a conference title game in that time frame overall becomes Dallas, Washington, the Browns. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Texans, who that could, that could end this weekend, obviously. And the Dolphins. I believe that's it. So just five teams if the Lions win Sunday that have not made a conference title game in the last or since Dallas last did it. Yeah. So... Go Lions! This I think. I think they'll beat the Bucks pretty easily. But go Lions this weekend. I'm. Re- I, I hope it's a Lions Bills Super Bowl. Well, thank God it's not Lions Browns. I figured 2024 a bizarro world we're living in. I was worried it was gonna be Lions Browns. Thank God. I would it's be not. worried the world would be ending if that happened. exactly. I would be like, exactly. Right, I got to start getting some doomsday prop going because that that'd be some crazy stuff. You're right. Lions Bills. I wouldn't hate. I would really not like the Bills. I do, we'll put that game later, but. Uh, I would root for the Lions in that case because I just like seeing the Bills fail. I love like hype teams failing. I have one know? super annoying Bills fan, which makes it hard. But I don't think he represent. I, I don't think he represents all Bills fans. So they, they they seem pretty passionate over there. So I kind of feel bad for them. They are, but you know, again, passion does not necessarily make a team that's likable. Yeah, you know, dude. But I mean, going to the Super Bowl four years in a row and not winning once—that's just. That's, That's a special sad. kind of misery, That's indeed. That's really sad. It's, it's almost like on par with the Browns and Lions, but obviously just in a whole new category. You know? It's, it's like, I mean, it's it's more Cowboys misery, just kind of like doing well, but not well enough. I mean, but it's the Cowboys misery in a whole other level. I mean, making the Super Bowl four years in a row. Right. And, ugh, you know, that's that's tough. No, it is. Uh, but anyway, like I said, thank God the Browns lost. I did pick them. I had the most faith in the Texans of any of those AFC South teams to beat the Browns. But I thought the Browns' defense was legit. Stroud's a rookie, obviously. I thought the Browns would win. Obviously, I was glad to be wrong. Uh, but I did love seeing Flacco get his come up. It's two pick sixes, just awful pick sixes in the second half to end that game. And again, you know, Flacco had a good run. He obviously had some magic in him, but it was not built to last when you're off the, off the bench at age 38, yeah. coming in midseason. Come on. And there's, there's a reason he wasn't signed until November. 
Yeah. So obviously the Browns could be good next year with Watson back. But my buddy who's a Browns fan, not Phil, but a different buddy, he was saying, you know, in hindsight, obviously they the Watson signing, you know, they're gonna have like one year left on that window. Because if you recall, they gave up three first round picks in that deal and signed to the largest contract in history at that time. So the window Guaranteed is small. Guaranteed, right. So maybe one year left on that window. A lot of pressure next year on the Brownies. We'll see what happens. Obviously, great roster. And Deshaun was starting to play better this year until he got hurt. But, you know, he was 4-1. and one. He looked okay. But, again, played better at the end of his season. But, anyway, if the Browns would have won, Mr. Lewis, I'd, I'd probably have to wear a bag over my head all week this week because that would have been terrible. Yeah, you wonder how teams like the Browns are just miserable all the time. Like, we're talking about, like, how, how are teams so bad this year and you're out? And you make signings like Deshaun Watson. Give them exactly. a guarantee. <laughs> it's not even just a signing. It's, you know... Guaranteed money, right? Come on, two hundred thirty million dollars for a guy who's clearly not all there mentally. You're gonna give him all that money guaranteed? What? So yeah, it's just desperate franchise is doing desperate things, right? You're right. You're right. So, uh, all right, let's make some picks here. So first game Saturday: Texans Ravens. Ravens. Uh, last time the number one seed, twenty nineteen, they lost the first game in the divisional round to the Titans, led by Derrick Henry. Obviously, Texans are hot. I'll turn it over to you. First pick, who do you like? This is tough. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't want to root for this game because <coughs> I, I want to hate a uh, Houston team so bad. I mean, I do, but it's just I really like C.J. Stroud, so it's it's a tough dilemma. Good I'm man. Facing on Good whether man. To, root, to root for the Texans or not. I feel like I shouldn't, but... C.J. Stroud seems like such a good guy, and he's such a good quarterback, but that's besides the point. C.J. Stroud from... V. Oh. Ohio State University. But you mean like his hometown? I'm like, I don't know. California, somewhere in California. Also, but you, next time, if I ever say from, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I picked it up, but you're already getting into the to the whole V Ohio State. So yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and hey, you know what? Congratulations, Ohio State finally has a good quarterback in the That's NFL. True. You're right. You're right. Fields kind of needs a better situation. Fields okay, but Fields. Stroud obviously. Is, yeah, you're right. Thank you. So yeah. I also think it makes Ryan Day look worse, which is frustrating, but also, like, I feel more vindicated because... You're right. Be... I mean, how do you have CJ... Because how, how do you have CJ Stroud and you're not... How is everyone not like... This this guy, he needs to be the number one pick. He He's the guy that every teenage... He didn't look like, he didn't look like that guy. You're I right. saw it some in the, right. cha- in the in the semifinal game where right. I'm like, geez, this guy is really good. Georgia was the coming out game for sure. Yeah. Where people thought, okay, it's it's... But a big took, boy defense. He's doing it against that. It's big time. Yeah, but that was. I mean, it took until that game, right? So <laughs> basically, I, I, I completely agree with you that that's a that's a pretty big indictment on Ryan Day. I mean, he had great numbers before, like the Utah Rose Bowl. He threw for like five hundred some yards and six touchdowns. I mean, it was absurd. But again, it, it, it was the receiver town and yeah. the scheme. It wasn't that Georgia game. Everyone kind of thought, okay, this guy. And even myself, I was like, you know, he's great, but like kind of underwhelming in terms of the big games. But that was that Georgia game. Like, okay, this guy's legit. He's the real deal. And I think Ryan again. It's like he you know, like, didn't use them well at all. But they just weren't aggressive enough in, in the Michigan game, mm-hmm. took them off the field, and didn't let Stroud win you the game. You got to let your best players win the game for you. And he didn't do that. Anyway, so you're picking the Ravens then? Yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. And Stroud's also a very faithful Christian, which is great too. Do you, do you see that NBC, they, uh, they, they, you know, he's interviewed after the game, and he's like, first of all, I got to, you know, praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, give all the thanks to him. They... Like they uh they posted the interview somewhere and just cut that part out and just started at the 
the next part, which I was like, oh my god, oh, that's just sickening. That's yeah. just, I'm not surprised. Not surprised, but it's just it's just sickening. Yeah, that is. It's kind of scary, but and they wouldn't do that for a. a well, a Jew, they might, depending on who the Jew is, they might. Yeah, true. But they wouldn't do it to a Muslim. We know that. No, 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 of course not. Um, but anyway, I'm picking the Ravens. I could easily see Houston winning this game because Baltimore does choke a lot. I'm so glad it's not Browns, Ravens. I'd be shitting bricks at that game. But I do think the Ravens will win. I think, I mean, I think they, I mean, they've been the best team all year. I think you got to just trust them, even though playoffs never really know. Mm-hmm. But I'll go Ravens at home. Stroud is a great, I mean, this week, week one was a great match. It was like 18 to 10 or something like that. When they play, the, I wonder what the spread is that game. But right I do now. think the Ravens will get them a few times on defense, and Lamar's, you know, MVP probably this year. So I'll mm-hmm. go Ravens at home. I wonder what I wonder what the spread is that game. Uh, Packers Niners. Game. I think this next game. I think now the oh, no, Ravens I know, are favored nine and a half. Wow, I think Niners nine and a half too, aren't they? That makes sense. I think I just saw that. Yeah, uh, I hate San Fran and Green Bay. But I'm going Niners easily in this game. I think they'll roll the Packers because Niners are everything. Dallas is not as well. Great culture, loaded top to bottom. Excellent coach, excellent play caller. So Niners roll. It'll be good to see the Packers be humbled after they just humbled Dallas. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad we don't have to lose the 49ers again. I'm sick of losing. That's, the that's 49ers true. It is a nice like, change of pace. Yeah. So all right, Sunday, 3 p.m. Lions Bucks. Uh, you know, two teams that don't want really to generate a lot of ratings usually, but here we are, divisional round, final eight. Rematch week five, Lions won in Tampa. Pretty handily. I remember picking that Tampa that game. Of course, I was wrong. Who do you like in this one, though? At the Lions. What, you look up the spread for that one? Yeah. I got Lions as well. Again, home team. Tampa Bay's playing well. I think Lions fans should be careful. It should be a great game. I know Lions fans really aren't the type to look past an opponent because this is all new territory for them, but... I do think it'll be a good game, closer than people think, but I think Detroit will win. Detroit's a good team, man. I was in that Dallas game. I, they really earned my respect in terms of just, like, being a complete team. And obviously, I kind of sold them off most of this year, or, you know, sold them most of this year. But, obviously, they're in the playoffs. First playoff win in 32 years. Pressure's kind of off now. In a sense, I mean, being the home team, you still have a lot of pressure. But I just think they're a better team, honestly. I think they're kind of frauds. I mean, I hate saying that because I think they're a good team and I like them. But, I mean, they lost the Cowboys, and we know we, we saw who the Cowboys really are. So, that's one thing. I feel like against the Rams, it's probably the best they're going to play. And so, and you know, they won. And the Rams are a good team, but they won by one. I think, but I think the Bucks, obviously not a very tough matchup. So, they, they're set up well in that regard. But I, I, I kind of worry that, I guess, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be happy to make it to the NFC Championship. But if, they, if, it's, if it's them versus San Fran, I feel like they're going to get, they're going to get rolled. But, I think they make it there, and a good for them. Yeah. They could lose, though. I mean, Baker Mayfield's looking pretty damn good. <laughs> he's so. played really well, and he's he's revived. It would also be ironic for Cleveland if Mayfield goes gets to a conference championship game before the Browns do. It would be very ironic. Uh, <laughs> Did you see the videos of Baker Mayfield doing, like, scout team defense for the Panthers, like, a year no, ago? For real? Dude, yeah, they have him, like, being, like, a mock, like, D-end. Like, just, like, you know, like, running, running you know, the off the lineman can... That's awesome. Whatever. Do there's practice. It was. It, I'm like, oh my gosh. They had this guy at scout team defense for the Panthers. For the Panthers, and now he's out there, you know, playing good for the Bucks. So. You just never know. Even, in the NFL. He, he is a sooner, and I don't really like Baker Mayfield as a guy, but I'm still, I, I, I'm still kind of happy for him that he's figured it out. No, I mean, I think it. I, again, I, and Phil's. I'm never gonna let Phil call me out on this. I always clown Mayfield with the Browns. I thought he was good, like when they with with the team the Browns had you know run first play action Mayfield was a good fit for that I never thought he was like the guy long term 
But again, for like a play action type guy, a system guy, I thought he was solid. It's when he had to do too much that he really fell apart and then got hurt, obviously, too. So I think he's always been like a serviceable starting quarterback. And, you know, I think I, I, I feel like I've always consistently said that. But obviously, in this case, he's taking advantage of another chance is all he can ask for. You know, and Tim, Evans and Godwin, great weapons, but he's not carrying that team. But he, he's made some, he's had some bad games, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 10 and 8. First round win over the Eagles. I mean, that's that's a hell of a season, really. Yeah, that's good. It, it's tough to go to a place like Cleveland. And you're the first overall pick, and you're like, you have to be like the savior of the franchise. Like that's what people look at. You at. Like, oh, this guy's going right. to come in and save save us from our lifetime of misery. Right. And that, and that and that's tough. I don't think he's a good enough quarterback to do that. <coughs> but you go to a place like Tampa, and Tom Brady has won them their championships. So they're like, oh yeah, yeah. What? Whatever, you know, like, hey, like, well, well, let's see how this goes. And he goes Right, no expectations, right. Like, yeah, very low expectations. He goes out and, you know, whatever you get now is, you know, just gravy, right? You know, it's just just extra. No, you're right. And you got to respect the guy that's been humbled, too. Yeah. You know, he came in, and that's obviously very unlikable for his antics and being brash and just being a real tool, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's been humbled. And I think that's, you, you know, as a fan of the team he plays for, you want him to have some of that swagger. But you need him to tone it down enough that he's not just like a pain in the ass and bringing an extra target on the team. And so he's obviously been humble enough to know, like, hey, I got a job to do. It's not about outside influences and things like that. And so you got to respect that also. Definitely. But I do think the ride ends this weekend, though, for, for old Baker. I agree. But, I mean, beginning of the year, I'm like, oh, my. I, I was like, Baker might be, you know, one of the bottom quarterbacks in the league. Right. Like, you know. I think I picked the Bucks fourth in the South. Let's be fair. No one knew how the South would shake out because it's four pretty mediocre to bad teams. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. No, I thought they were going to be real bad. So I'm good. Good for him for winning a playoff game. Yeah. Now, game of the weekend here: Chiefs Bills. First time in Buffalo in the playoffs they've met with these two quarterbacks. First time in since the 2020 regular season they played in Buffalo. Ironically, uh, Chiefs have won three straight regular season games in Kansas City, but of course the Chiefs or Bills have won three straight in Kansas City. The Chiefs, of course, have won the playoff games. This one's in Buffalo. As the great Steve texted me earlier, if Tony didn't line up offside, the Chiefs would be home in this game. That's what you got to love about sports. One play <laughs> changes the whole trajectory. Obviously, the Chiefs win that game, too. The Bills probably don't make the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love to see the Chiefs win because it's fun to see the Bills fans like have misery. And I also don't like Josh Allen that much, though he is great. I'm just not a big fan. I think, I, think he gets, I think he's overrated. I think he gets too many passes for his turnovers and things like that. Uh, but I do think this is a lot like Manning versus Brady. Where in the playoffs the home team wins, Manning versus Brady. The road Manning and Brady never won on the road in the playoffs versus the other. I think the same thing happens here. So I do think the Bills get over the hump against the Chiefs. And ironically for the Bills, I think they would lose to Baltimore. But you know we'll originally get there next week if it even is Baltimore they play. But I do think the Bills will win at home. I think the tide turns again. The Tony play that gave the Bills home field in this game uh, obviously changes the trajectory. As I said. So I think the Bills take care of business and exercise those demons mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that game. I mean, not, I want the Bills to win, but it's going to be awesome watching those two quarterbacks go at it. I think the Bills win, though. It'll be close. I mean, I'm going back and forth. I've been kind of back and forth today thinking about who do I think is going to win that game. Because in the the... Chiefs won last year against the Bills. Have the Bills beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs? I don't. I mean, no, not, not, they didn't play last year. But twenty twenty AFC title game, Chiefs won, no, and then twenty 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 won the divisional no, round. Was won that back and forth game like four scores in like a minute. Yeah, yeah. And Chiefs won an OT. 
Okay, that's right. That's right. So the Bills have won the last three regular seasons in KC, but they've lost two of the last three postseasons in KC. Gotcha. Yeah, it's going to be a great game, but I, I think the Bills, yeah, like you say, home team. So Right, and if the Bills can't win this year, they're never beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. No. And it's not, it would be ironic if this year the Bills do it when they were 6-6 six and six and written off. If this year they do it, it would be very ironic. That would be a good, score. That would be a good story. Right. Uh, but I think yeah, this is their year. If they can't do it this year at home with this, with, with this Chiefs receiving core that's really struggling, the Bills are never going to do it. They should blow the whole thing up. This and that would be heartbreaking for Bills fans. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily rooting for heartbreak. But I do like seeing the Bills like fall in their face. And I think they're overhyped, too. So I love seeing like overhyped teams fail. Yeah, definitely. And Chiefs, you know, they're in a good spot because, again, pressure's going on the Bills. They've kind of written off the Chiefs. I mean, they still have Mahomes. He's never like an underdog that much. But people kind of expect the tide to turn because in Buffalo, and again, they, they kind of the, – the, all the pressure's on the Bills to exercise those demons. And so, totally. you know, we'll see. You know, not that I think they can't handle it, but that's certainly a, a large burden to bear. This this should be the down year for the Chiefs, which is the scary thing. This should be the year that the Chiefs, you know, take a step back. That they don't make the AFC Championship. Because I mean, that receiving core is pretty terrible. Except, I mean, Rasheed Rice, I guess, is okay. But is he really that good, or is that just Mahomes making him look good? Excellent question. Know. But you know, if if the Chiefs, the, I I've watched the Chiefs here. They just have not looked good. If they make the AFC Championship this year, that's just going to be depressing as a Cowboys fan because. Like in our best years, it's we still we still can't get over the hump, and then this year the Chiefs aren't even that good, and they're just gonna find their way in there because they got Patrick Mahomes. So you're right, you're right. Well, we'll see. Uh, it should be a great game. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Chiefs have made it five series. This is Mahomes' first road playoff game as well. So I don't think that will be like that's a, crazy. This is his first road. I guess no, it is. You're six. You're six. He was a starter. Hearing that stat before the season that he'd never played a road playoff game, but that is ridiculous. No, it is. It <laughs> how is. could that be possible? But yeah, we'll see how he does with it. So I don't think like that will play a big factor in why they lose. But obviously, again, it, it, it's different. It's different. You know, it is wild. I get, it just goes to show how dominant the Chiefs have been. And, you know, again, it's it's kind of like the, the Patriots in the sense of, like, a very weak division. I think everybody thought the AFC West would be loaded, like, the last couple of years, especially when, when Wilson came over. But, really, it's been a terrible division for the last 10 years. I yeah. mean, since Peyton Manning retired, it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. You had the Chargers a couple of years, they made it. Raiders, one year, they made it as a wild card. But, like, come on. I mean, it's not – I mean, you have pretty much – Half the division is inept franchises between the Chargers and the Raiders. Broncos are trending towards inept with, with the decisions they've been making. So, again, not the end they went from the Chiefs, but when you can win five out of six division games at least, or four out of six at least, I mean, that's a huge, that gets you off on such a strong foot. And obviously guarantees you at least one home playoff game. But again, like if you're playing the Broncos twice instead of the Bengals or Steelers twice, you get more chance to rack up wins and get a higher seed. So, Definitely. it doesn't take it away from, but again, it's, you have to look at all sides of things and say, okay, like just like a, a, a upset is like a great upset, but also like a huge choke. Same thing here. It's like great organization, winning team, Mahomes is the best, but fortunate to play in a poverty division with inept franchises, can't find a quarterback besides Herbert, things like that. I mean, it's just kind of like you, you reap the benefits of that too. Yeah. You but, know? I mean, not, not that the Cowboys play in a terrible division except for this year, but – well, they, they, like, did it, and they did. Now they kind of don't again. But uh-huh. this year was decent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, the Eagles were frauds <laughs> all year. And then the Commanders, or the Redskins, and the and the Giants are terrible. Yeah. So, you know, you get those free wins. That gets you 
to the playoffs. He's still got to win those playoff games. So, but Mahomes is a guy, good quarterback. Right. He's gonna go in there and he's gonna, he's not gonna shy away from the moment. He's gonna win those games. Unlike Dak Prescott, then, you're right. You know, Dak gets there and then he gets scared and can't do it. So. I guess, you know, you got you got to go out there and win. So props to Mahomes for being able to do so. No, amen. And I think, you know, it's I don't like to rate guys that high when they're year six of his starting career, but I feel like you got to put him as top top 10, top 12 all time already. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I saw he already has, I think, the fourth most playoff wins I saw. He just surpassed, like, uh, I think he already surpassed Rodgers in playoff wins last week. Really? I think I, think I did see that, yeah. Mahomes has 12 already, I think. 12 already. Oh my gosh. So, cuz yeah, I guess my, I guess Rodgers always makes it. He wins two games, gets to the championship and then loses every year. Right. So he's been getting rocking up too. So he Mahomes gets three or four, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think at this point I mean, I'll probably put him top 5 just I mean, it's like I mean, if if he just fell off a cliff and or you know, got like a career-ending injury or something, maybe I Drop him down to top ten because he didn't have time to fully get all the allocates, but uh, or accolades from well, allocates. Okay, accolades, nice. yeah. work one of the day. <laughs> accolades, but uh, I mean, what, clearly the way he was trending, he's gonna keep it keep it up. So he, I, I say he's top five already because all time. I don't know about that. Steve likes to hear that, but that's pretty premature to say that. I mean, Brady, Montana, Marino, Elway. Uh, L.A., didn't L.A. win? Manny. Oh, wait, no. Not. Or, Marino, he didn't win any Super Bowls. Correct, he won zero. Played in one. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, But I, he had, like, it, the it, anti-Chiefs. He had no defense, no run game. I mean. It's it's hard for me to say because, I mean, I wasn't around to watch him play. So. Classic LeBron argument. Oh, I didn't see Jordan play. Oh, well, I, I still say Jordan's a go just because. Right, like, exactly. But you didn't see Jordan play either, that's what I'm saying. Well, I just mostly effing hate. Amen. Games. Amen. Guy. Let's check in on that game, by the way. Let's check in. We're in the studio. Let's check in. <laughs> that guy's the worst. But Amen. Amen. Uh, fraud. Playing, Speaking of frauds, love fraud. The Mavs. Yeah, your boy Luka Doncic is back, by the way. Anyway, any see. parting shots, Mr. Lewis? Thanks for joining us, as always. Glad to have you back. Any parting shots? Oh, nothing I can think of. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, enjoy the games. I will still watch. Definitely much less excitement this year with Dallas going down, but especially Sunday at 6.30. That's, that's one you don't want to miss, so... I'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully next week we'll be back previewing the Final Four. And yeah. uh, everyone, enjoy enjoy the weekend. Stay warm if you're in the Midwest. Actually, really ending the lower 48. Stay warm. So, Mr. Yeah, Lewis. it's been snowing in Dallas. So, yeah, anywhere, oh. anywhere you are, it's Climate change, cold. dangerous. <laughs> well, this is funny. I, I saw some article today. It was like, last month it was so hot. And this month it's been so cold. Clearly, you know, clear signs of climate change i'm like what so it was too hot now it's now it's too cold like it's just yeah you know, if the if weather happens it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> climate change we're all gonna die that's right that's right all right everybody take care